Hello and welcome to George's Poetry Workshop. I hope you had a fantastic week and got lots of writing done. This week I have some news. I'll be reading at the Newcastle Poetry Festival tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock from a pamphlet that was put together for the exhibition at the Hatton Gallery on Wilhelmina Barnes Graham's artworks. It's a really amazing exhibition and it's on until May 20th if you want to check it out. My poem is based on her piece Dance of the Thermals which is a really incredible, very very blue piece. So it would be great if you if you went to visit and see it and I hope I can share my poem with you very soon. So I've been thinking about ekphrasis a little bit more um, and ekphrastic poetry being where we respond to artwork in our in our writing so I was thinking about that that a bit more and how I really struggled with it for a really long time so it feels quite like quite a big achievement to have managed to create something that's being published and what I find, what I think I found really difficult was finding the, the, the words and the shape that would really convey the piece that I was trying to write about, and what exactly it was that I wanted to say about it, about it, and perhaps that's something I hadn't thought fully enough about in the past. Is what do I want? What is it? What what is it about this? What is the kind of idea about this piece of art that I would like to convey through words? And why words is is the choice of portrayal. And I think that's really quite important to consider is what it is about language that you feel adds something to the artwork, supports it in some way, gives it a a new voice or perspective. And the way that I managed to write the poem this time was actually to, I started writing poetry on two different artworks and those poems just weren't ready and I realised actually this painting that I kept thinking about was Dance of the Thermals so I sort of started thinking about what it made me think about what it and started making a few notes here and there and it wasn't until I was actually sat on the plane when I went on my little holiday a few weeks ago and was reading from a book that one of my students bought me um, called um, Poems of London that I sort of started being able to find some kind of rhythm to match the words and that's what it is really is I think finding some kind of music some kind of form to put the language to that's always seems to be the answer when it comes to writing poetry um so I've got a few examples to share with you of a poetry 
The first is probably the most famous. This is W.H. Auden's The Shield of Achilles. So this was first published in 1952. And it's a response to the shield borne by the hero Achilles in Homer's epic poem, The Iliad. So this um, is a response to an artwork that's in literature, which is really fascinating. Um, and here it is. She looked over his shoulder for vines and olive trees, marble well-governed cities and ships upon untamed seas. But there on the shining metal, his hands had put instead an artificial wilderness and a sky like lead. A plain without a feature, bare and brown, no blade of grass, no sign of neighbourhood, nothing to eat and nowhere to sit down. Yet congregated on its blankness stood an unintelligible multitude, a million eyes, a million boots in line, without expression, waiting for a sign. Out of the air a voice without a face, proved by statistics that some cause was just in tones as dry and level as the place. No one was cheered and nothing was discussed. Column by column in a cloud of dust, they marched away, enduring a belief whose logic brought them somewhere else to grief. She looked over his shoulder for ritual pieties, white flower-garlanded heifers, libation and sacrifice. But there on the shining metal, where the altar should have been, she saw by his flicking forge-light quite another scene. Barbed wire enclosed an arbitrary spot, where board officials lounged, one cracked a joke, and sentries sweated for the day it was hot. A crowd of ordinary decent folk watched from without, and neither moved nor spoke, as three pale figures were led forth and bound to the three posts, driven upright in the ground. The mass and majesty of this world, all that carries weight and always weighs the same, lay in the hands of others. They were small and could not hope for help, and no help came. What their foes liked to do was done. Their shame was all the worst should wish. They lost their pride and died as men before their bodies died. She looked over his shoulder. For athletes at their games, men and women in a dance, moving their sweet limbs, quick, quick, to music. But there, on the shining shield, his hands had set no dancing floor, but a weed-choked field. A ragged urchin, aimless and alone, loitered about that vacancy. A bird flew up to safety from his well-aimed stone. That girls are raped, that boy, two boys knife a third, were axioms to him, who'd never heard of any world where promises were kept, or one could weep because another wept. The thin-lipped armourer, Hephaestus, hobbled away. Thetis of the shining breasts cried out in dismay at what the god had wrought to please her son, 
the strong, iron-hearted, man-slaying Achilles, who would not live long. Really, really wonderful piece. And as I mentioned before, really interesting that this is about a piece of art within a story, within a narrative that Auden has chosen to to think about and describe in detail. And I'd like to read another poem by Sinead Morrissey. It's, I'm going to read half of it. It's called Colour Photographs of Tsarist Russia. Because of so much colour, purples, greens and blues, yellow, copper, reds, where we least expect it, Podokin Gorsky's outpost villagers seem more like us dressed up than like themselves posing in a past bequeathed to them in snatches, rather than interrupted from the task at hand. The girls look mismatched, overfitted, stuffed into what was left after the travelling theatre's costume box got ransacked. Old at seven, elbows out and serious as tax inspectors, in layers, layered skirts so beetroot they could have been soaked in soup, these three proffer china plates of forest berries in variegated shades, iris, magenta, plum, which ricochet in turn as a kind of rhyme off floral handkerchiefs, pleated aprons, buttons, blouses, cuffs, dipped in dyes we haven't seen the like of. They can't be comfortable, or are they merely willful, staying put on the wrong side of the century, refusing to wear trousers? The cerise skirt shirt on the back of the man in the open shaft iron mine, resting on his shovel. The barge haulers, woodcutters and troops of river boatmen in vests, the colour of duck eggs, turned vulgar work parties 1905 into a room next door we might briefly visit where nothing would surprise us. Want to see my boots? asks a foreman, tipping up one foot at a cocky angle. The headscarf on his wife ignites a meadow. I'll pause there. What I really love about this poem is that you don't even need to look at the photographs to imagine the scene. And Morrissey includes voices to the voices of the, for instance, the foreman saying want to see my boots we we hear these sort of people speaking so morrissey gives those who are silent in the photograph a voice which is something that you might like to try and uh, it will be part of our final prompt the final poem today that i'd like to share is from Poems of London, the book that I said I mentioned earlier that I got my um, I got that kind of that, that rhythm from. I haven't chosen that the poem that it was a Sylvia Plath poem uh, called The Rose Garden, I think. I'll double check that and pop it on the reference 
um, Queen Mary's Rose Garden, I think it's called. Yes, Queen Mary's Rose Garden. Um, but this one that I'm going to read, that is an ekphrastic poem by U.A. Fanthorpe, is called Portraits of Tudor Statesmen. Surviving is keeping your eyes open, controlling the twitchy apparatus of iris, white, cornea, lash and lid. So the literal painter set it down, the sharp raptorial look, the strained eyeball, and male, rough, fans, beard, anything to hide the violently vulnerable neck. I think this poem's incredible. I absolutely love it. Um, I th the power of the of clothing, you know, what what it does. David Graeber, um, the anthropologist, wrote about this in an essay called um, "Dickheads," actually, <laughs> about how clothing is used to oppress and and also empower it's really worth a read actually do do get hold of it i think you can find it online and this is what this poem sort of does is highlight how clothing here the the, the rough and the beards and i mean beards not clothing but it's, but it's a choice of um it's a choice of cosmetic choice i suppose um is used to hide the the neck so where perhaps these men could be hurt most easily has been covered up and it does make me think of the david graeber essay again because the the essay talks about how clothing is actually used to empower men more than it is women and he focuses particularly on the suit. And what's interesting is in this poem as well, these ruffles around the neck, they, they're a sign of masculinity. They're a sign of strength because they're being covered up. And it's this kind of act of covering and hiding parts of the body that Graeber focuses on as well. We're going to have our pause for some free writing now. If you're new to the podcast, this is a moment that you can have just for yourself where you can take five to seven to ten minutes uh, max writing anything you'd like, just getting things off your chest. And I also give a prompt, which you can use, but you don't have to. And the prompt is shield, shield. So much like taking it from the shield of Achilles. But shield, of course, can have a lot of different connotations. Um, we, we talk about it in terms of shielding our eyes. We talk about it in war. Uh, we, we create... Um, any kind of idea of defensiveness, I suppose, comes up with that in my head, um, rather than attacking, which I think is quite interesting. And 
it might be interesting to think about what you know what could be deemed as a shield that we use in life sunglasses is popping to mind because i talked about shielding eyes but it might be interesting to think about an object um, that you can start writing about with with uh shield as your prompt again please don't feel that you have to use it okay so when you hear the bells please feel free to pause the podcast and have your writing time and come back for the final prompt hello welcome back to georgia's poetry workshop after the break after the little pause there uh, i like to have a moment to ask that if you are enjoying the podcast and are able to it would be fantastic if you could donate to my patreon patreon.com forward slash georgia's poetry workshop the equivalent of a cup of coffee you know if we ever if we ever met would you buy me a cup of coffee if the answer is yes please um please donate the equivalent of one it really helps me be able to continue creating the podcast and spending time researching it and also allows other people to access a workshop that they might otherwise not otherwise be able to afford so you're helping helping a lot of people um, in that sense thank you very much in advance for your support and thank you also to my current patrons so the final prompt today is to have a go at ekphrasis writing in response to an artwork now as we know from the Auden, this could include a piece of literature writing in response to an, an artwork within literature so if a character walks past a painting or a portrait or a statue in a, in a book you could perhaps write about that if they if they are an artist themselves if, if you're writing about a painter from a novel you might be able to you might want to describe write a poem about what they what they have created alternatively you can write about a painting that you love i'd actually go for something that you perhaps that is perhaps new to you actually sometimes i think we feel a, a real sense of attachment to um to things that we know very well that we love and we want to do that justice so if you feel you want to have a go at that then absolutely do otherwise it is quite interesting to experiment prior to that with artworks that you perhaps don't know the context of that you're not unfamiliar with so picking something maybe just maybe a photograph a sculpture in the park something that you feel that you'd like to respond to and write about specifically some of you might already be visual artists so you might like to write about something that you've created create a poetry around that you might write about film too there's so many different mediums um, that come under the realm of visual art so it's it's something that 
uh, you can really play around with and have a go at and I look forward to hearing any any of your responses to this prompt uh, please feel free to tweet me at GC the writer and I hope you've enjoyed listening to our quite short podcast today many thanks as always to Portamento for the music and thank you very much for listening I will see you next week bye